0: Welcome to the business animal podcast saddle up for a gallop to the top of the animal industry where you'll learn how to tame your wild business beast with tips techniques and tools that will take overwhelm to obedience school and have you wagging your tail with joy and now your hosts kim beer and kara taylor swift
1: hey there business animals it's kim with be more business and kara with fast horse photography hey kim good morning Good morning, Kara. How are you today? I'm okay. I had to take my earrings off before we got on the call today because I keep forgetting I can't wear earrings when I have my headphones on. So I have a meeting after this and I'm all like, you probably can't tell because you can only see like my messy hair, but I'm actually dressed up today and I had earrings on and I forgot I can't wear earrings with my headphones. So um, did you
0: know that? Do you have that issue? I do. I don't wear earrings with my headphones either, but I am not dressed (laughs) up for anything today. I'm in my Chevrolet Motor Company t-shirt and- <laughs> and a pair of lazy jeans and <laughs> I have no plans but meetings for the rest of the day and none of them are extremely formal. So
1: Oh nice. Yeah. Nice. I have a fun meeting. It's my annual I shoot for a local nonprofit every year just as a way to give back to the the Equine community. And we're doing a calendar this year. So we're working on outlining the shots that we would hope to have for each month so that we can kind of plan out that shoot. So I'm kind of excited. I haven't been there all year, so I'm excited to see all the updates. It should be a fun meeting, but I did have to get dressed up for it.
0: That does sound like fun.
1: I would love that.
0: I don't have to get dressed up until Wednesday then I've got a lot of stuff in Kansas City (laughs) and classes I have to teach and all kinds of stuff going on. So Wednesday, I will have to look presentable. But today, it's Chevrolet Motors t-shirt and bare feet. So we're all good. Nice. So today's topic has nothing to do with any of that. Because I'm going to tell you, even in my Chevrolet t-shirt, I do not feel like a failure. And that's what we're talking about today. Actually, we're talking about why failure is a good thing, right?
1: Yeah. I think of a, I don't know if this is actually a quote, but maybe I just made it up, but I like to think about it as like failures. I've known a few.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. And I am not going to sing because that would definitely lose us listeners. (laughs) Singing is not my strong suit at all but it is true. We've all had a lot of failures. I was actually talking to somebody the other day about my business and about business failures and that kind of thing. And I was rattling off my list of failures that I have had in my life financially. <laughs> I have been to bankruptcy court.
1: Oh, God, you, were, you keep a tally? Yeah.
0: Well, I think we were talking about, I think we were having a discussion around resilience, which is actually in our big three oh. here. But the failures I've own a few. I have been to bankruptcy court. I have stood in front of a federal judge and told him I would never own a small business. It was not a lie at the time. It turned out to be a lie. Moving forward, obviously. And I recovered from that. That's been well over 30 years ago. So there was that. At one point with this ranch, I did get foreclosure papers because I missed a large loan payment that I couldn't make at the time. And I had to scramble to figure out how to do that. That was right shortly after my mother's death. And I wasn't quite to the point where I had the cash flow to support a large piece of acreage and my business and my bills and everything else, but I came out the other side of that okay. And I can see how people would look at those things, those two events, and say those are failures, right? I mean, they're rather big public failures, actually. Particularly the bankruptcy was a a huge failure in the scheme of things for a lot of people. Bankruptcy can be extremely devastating, But I think here's the key to why that wasn't a failure that kept me from being an entrepreneur again. It was in how I eventually held that failure. I will tell you when I was standing in front of that federal judge that day and said I wouldn't own another business, I really did mean it because I felt like the business was to blame for it. But I learned pretty quick after that, after I got a little perspective, and I mean not very long, within a couple of weeks or months, I had a much better perspective about what went wrong and how I could do it better the next time. And I didn't hold on to that failure as being repeatable. It was not a factor in me starting the business that I currently have right now. I didn't hold on to it as, oh my God, I went bankrupt one time, I'm going to go bankrupt again. So I think a great deal of it is how you hold it.
1: Well, it could be crippling for some people, I would think, you know, what you experience, It could be crippling if you don't take the time to do the work or you don't come from a place of failure. You know, it's not a terrible thing. We can go forward from here. I could see that being crippling. And for some people... That could mean never starting again, never trying, yeah. never realizing dreams that you have. So I think that's why this topic is so important because failure is something that if you are an entrepreneur, you will experience at some point. It's inevitable. So if you don't come at it from that perspective, I think that it can prevent you from ever realizing your dreams because you, you don't have the ability to just keep going.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There's a quote that says, fear of failure kills more businesses than finances ever will, than money ever will. And I, yeah. do, I do truly believe that, that there's a lot of people that are very afraid to fail. In entrepreneurship, you're very right. If you go into entrepreneurship, there's failure attached to it. I'm sorry, it just is part of the package. Yeah. But I also think we could extrapolate that to life. I mean, I don't think that there's a human being walking around on the planet that hasn't experienced failure at some point. And I think that the biggest thing that I want to see people attached to is that failure is not always a bad thing. I think that we like to attach to it as something horrid, right? But it's not always a bad thing. Even something as bad as going through a bankruptcy That bankruptcy that I went through, it taught me how to manage cash flow eventually. I mean, it wasn't immediate, but when I started another business, I got help, I did it much better, I understood cash flow, I understood how things should function in a business. And here's another thing it did. It taught me that that failure was not the end of the world. You know what, if I ended up in bankruptcy court again, I could go through that. It didn't kill me. <laughs> and I guess we're back to the, to that cliche of if it what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. It did make me stronger. <laughs> it made me yeah. a better business person. And it gave me the skills to help other business people overcome that. And I think that's so important to understand that failure means you're trying. Failure means you took the risk. Failure means you took a chance. And maybe you didn't hit the mark this time, but you learned something that'll get you closer to the next time.
1: Well, I like what you said cuz I I had that point in here that idea of like what's the worst thing that can happen if you fail and you just said to yourself, you know, well, I know now what that looks like, you know. And I think for some people listening and sometimes for myself too, I think about like how I have a little bit I wouldn't say I'm a perfectionist, but I feel a strong sense of responsibility towards the people that I work with, towards my family, towards everyone around me, you know, that I'm interacting with as a business person. But there are like internal struggles that come with that. So it's like, what's the worst thing that can happen is an activity that I have to do sometimes where I'll be saying to myself, okay, if I give this a go, what's invested in this? What's the worst thing that can happen? And sometimes that piece around like the perfectionism and needing things to go well, and needing to be responsible to other people is sometimes the hardest part for me, even yeah. harder than losing money or harder than losing a job or harder than making a mistake on a, a purchase of some kind. You know, it's the other side of things that internal part and I'm tapping my head, but that internal part and that perfectionism side can sometimes be just as agonizing.
0: Well, that has a lot to do with your temperament, Kara. You are an SJ, which is in the Kiersey-Bates temperament. Your word, your currency in life, the way you walk through life is the word responsibility. That is your key word in life is responsibility. Sure. And yeah, I can see where that would hold a lot. And if you judge yourself as not being responsible, that is a failure or that you would consider that a failure. My hope is that you don't keep an attachment to that very long, that you say, okay, need to get closer next time. That's, I think, the bigger thing with this that we're trying to get people to understand, and from two people who've been in business for quite a while, is if it doesn't work out, don't go, oh, damn it, I'm going to quit. Go okay, that didn't work. So now I know that didn't work. I can try the next thing. And that's part of how do you hold it? How do you carry around a failure? If you carry around a failure as, oh, I'm a failure and I'm never going to get it right, you're never going to get it right. But if you carry it around as, damn it, well, that didn't work. (laughs) let me try that again, you can get a lot farther with that attitude.
1: And that rolls us right into our big three, number one, which is no one finds success without failure. Just like we said, when we opened, if you are a business owner, you will absolutely experience failure at some point. If you're not experiencing failures at some point, then you're probably not stretching. You're probably not growing. You're probably not trying out new things. And you need to be looking at that. Absolutely.
0: Because entrepreneurship is a lot about risk. Entrepreneurs are the risk takers in life. And nothing gets furthered when you play it safe. Entrepreneurship really is about getting out there, putting yourself out there. It is about being open to failure. And I think that's another thing too. When you're afraid of failure, you're not open to all of the possibilities because you shut off A tremendous amount of the possibility moving forward. You shut it down before it can ever really allow itself to evolve into what it needs to be because you look at it and go, I'm afraid I'm going to fail over here at this. Because it feels risky. I think in life, entrepreneurs, people who are drawn to owning their own business, they have a higher tolerance for saying, I'm going to try it anyway. Even though it looks a little risky, I'm going to roll the dice. And I'm going to be okay if it does fail. And I find for myself, there are things that I look at in my business that I want to try, maybe different concepts or ideas. And you know, I'm never short on any of those. And what I'll do is I'll weigh the risk, right? What is the risk if I do this? And I do ask the question, what's going to happen if I fail? And I do work through that ahead of time. And then I make a calculated decision to say, Okay, I'm going to try it anyway. And then when if it does fail, I'm going to be okay with that. I'm like, okay, well, at least I rolled the dice <laughs> and I tried. <laughs> and then here I am back at square one or I find that and this is what I find more often and not is when I do take those risks, I end up with a much bigger reward than if I would have been afraid of the failure and not taken the chance.
1: Absolutely. And I like one of the things, um, Kim, in this section here that no one finds success without failure. One of the things that when we were kind of prepping for this show that we were talking about is that, you know, success is not, it's not a straight road. It's not an uphill continuous climb. It's not, you know, on the graph of life, you're not in a constant upward trajectory. It's much more full of hills and valleys right? You're on your way up, you take a dip, you're on your way up, you take a dip. And the idea is that you're at least always moving forward. You're always moving up, but you might have some dips in the road there. And that's not a bad thing. Sometimes those dips in the road, those little valleys that we get pulled back down into are the things that are going to help realign us, recenter us, and pull us back into the things that are really important in our business and really important to the goals in our life, right?
0: Absolutely. And you know what's beautiful about that metaphor is if you think about it as a metaphor that life has its hills and valleys, hills give you vistas, right, where you can see out over a large area and it feels fantastic to be up there. But where we really feed our souls, where we would get nourishment, where we would always come back to and get greater understanding is in the valleys because that's where the green grass grows. I mean, that metaphor is beautiful because it isn't just a straight road up. There are hills and valleys in life and both of them have their strong points. That's why I say failure is not a bad thing. Failure is just simply another step on the way to success. It's the valley you walk through to feed yourself and really understand it. So when you get up there to the vista again, you can decide where you want to go next and what you want to experience.
1: And I think that moves us right into resilience, which is our number two, grow your resilience. And really what that is, is it's the ability to bounce back and keep going after a failure or after a setback. And one of the things I think about here is, you know, failure can feel horrible it can feel so terrible. And I mean, someone, I don't know about you, can, but I can take it so personally and I can really get down about it for a little while and kind of wallow. And it's okay to do that, but we have to have the resilience to move forward, to move past the setback and to not, okay, that's it. I failed. I'm closing my doors for good. I'm, I'm, I'm going back and getting a job somewhere and going back to the brick and mortar nine to five. I mean, we have to have some resilience in order to, to keep growing and to keep going. What are your thoughts on that?
0: Oh, definitely. Resilience is a big part of, it's one of my my sustainable entrepreneurship practices. It's one of the biggest ones is working towards resilience. And I always imagine resilience as a rubber band, right? So if you stretch, the first time you stretch a rubber band, it's stiff and at hard, it's hard and it's, it's a struggle to do so. But if you keep stretching it, you have more elasticity. And when you work your resilience as a muscle in your body, it becomes easier for you to be able to be resilient and for you to bounce back faster after a failure. So the first failures hit you the hardest. That bankruptcy that I had, I was in my mid-20s when that happened to me. That was a hard bounce back because it was the really the first time life had set me on my ass. I mean, that was the hard part.
1: I always love that you so openly share about your bankruptcy because I think that there are so many people out there that would be terrified to share about a failure like that in their business. And the thing is, is that we have to also find safe ways to share about our failures in order to process them, in order to work through them, and to get feedback and learn from them. And that's the thing is that a lot of times people are only putting out their highlight reels. I mean, we're on social media, we're reading blog posts, we're reading success stories, All of the promising, the exciting stuff, all of the wins are out there, but it's not very often when people are sharing their everyday life, those everyday behind-the-scene moments that really aren't glamorous. They're probably full of lots of mistakes, and it's probably just kind of that more boring side of life, so we can kind of get sucked into that. What do you think about that, Kim, after sharing what you shared. I think it's
0: very true. And I think that it also gives us the impression that nobody but us fails. So if we're only seeing all of the things that other people are doing successfully, then it's really easy to think, well, I'm just a total failure. I see that in my clients because the Mm -hmm. whole reason for having social media really is to always show the positive side of things, you know, and people do that quite frequently. And then, I have clients that come to me for business consulting or or working on their business plan and they're like, this is so hard for me. I'm defective. I just watch everybody else do it and it's so easy. And I'm like... (laughs) No, <laughs> it is not easy. Yeah. You are not defective. There is, You are not failing. You, you're not even close to failing. Yeah. It's just, this is hard. And the problem is, is what you see of everyone else is all of the good things. And unfortunately, there's a lot of downsides in life and in business as well. And I think it's embracing those the shadow moments, as well as the sunlight. As photographers, we're really aware that the sun may be the thing that, or the light is the thing that illuminates the subject, but the shadows are what give an image depth. And the same thing is true with our life. Oh, such a good point. The light illuminates us, you know, in those moments, but it's our shadows that give us depth. And your failures are part of that shadow.
1: I'm going to interrupt you for a second because I just read this book and it was an audiobook, and I was needing something lighthearted. And um, when I started reading the book, the whole time the book was like one happy thing after another. And I kept thinking, okay, this is where the grandfather's going to die, or this is where the car accident's going to happen, because I was constantly looking for the moments of controversy in the book the book never had yeah. any it was the strangest thing and it was the boringest book <laughs> i've ever read in my life because it was literally just one person's like experience in life but they didn't share any of the like downsides it was all just like happy 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 and the little things that came up were very trivial and i remember like afterwards i was thinking about it and i was like Your story, what you share, it is, like you said, the shadows, the moments that are of controversy, those things are what makes all the other things so much better. And I was just like reading the book and I was like, I've never read a book like this in my life. And it's the boringest thing I've ever read. (laughs) Yeah. But that made me think about that. The shadows absolutely. I love that analogy. Yes,
0: and in any good story, you need a conflict. I learned that that's like first week at um, creative writing school. You must have conflict to make a good story. So that's 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 like the number 1 thing they teach you. But yes, and in 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 real life, to give our lives depth, we do experience yeah. the hills and valleys like we talked about earlier. And I think that leads us really well into number 3, which is embrace failure, welcome it, kind of shift your perspective from it being failure to being a, not right now, that wasn't the right idea. Let me try that again. I have a neighbor who is a horse trainer, and he works primarily with teenagers, And so we all know teenagers are high drama when things don't happen quite the way that they would like for them to. And he has a 15 minute rule. So if you go in the show pen with your Western pleasure horse and you totally fail, your horse does something stupid or you do something that causes the horse to do something that's not exactly perfect and you come out or you lose, then you get 15 minutes and you can't be mad at the horse but you can be mad at yourself, you can be mad at everybody else, you can go cuss, go to the grooming stalls, have your 15 minutes. But after that 15 minutes, let it go. And whatever it is, absorb the lesson and move on with your life. So I think that that's a great practice with teenagers and adults (laughs) so and with ourselves to just say, all right, basically I effed up and own it And then move on from it. And then also when you move on from it, look back at just a moment before you completely move on and say, what did I learn from this? Get curious about what was that moment teaching you? And I can guarantee you when you look back at failures that have changed your life, they always change your life for the better. I think that when you embrace it, you really do get to the point that you make the changes you needed to make. And if you don't make those changes, you're setting yourself up for another lesson, not a failure, but another lesson.
1: I agree with that. And I think you can take that failure and try not to take it so personally, separate it from yourself and actually look at it and say to yourself, okay, so what worked, what didn't work, what would I do differently if I had the chance looking back at this failure? What didn't I plan for that I should have? You know, was there something there I should have planned better for? Was I following my procedures that I've set in place or was I stepping outside of my boundaries? Were there places where I was, where my boundaries were down? I think it's okay to take that failure, pull it from yourself and take a look at it and say, ask yourself these questions because that is how you're gonna break down and learn from it. I saw this quote recently and it was like, this isn't a one-shot only world, just do better next time. And I love that because it absolutely is the truth. Like we're constantly, we're not walking through this world and we get one try at everything. You know, we get to try over and over and over again and we can do better next time.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. And Maya Angelou, I believe, is the quote that says, when you know better, you do better. And I know that is around knowledge, but it's also around failure because you learn from every single time that you try something and it doesn't work out, you know better, and so you do better. That is a beautiful sentiment and a way to
1: to think about that. And actually, I think a very nice closing for this episode. Excellent. Okay, so... You know, we hope that you guys have enjoyed this episode. Just to recap the big three on failure and why it's a good thing, why it's a good thing is that, first of all, as entrepreneurs and just people in general, we're never going to find success without failure. It's part of the journey. Spend some time growing your resilience. And um, just remind yourself, it can feel really terrible when it's happening, but how do we move past this? How do we bounce back and how do we keep going after the setback? And then the third is just try to embrace the failure, welcome it. And flip your perspective. So, we hope you guys have enjoyed this episode today. Please let us know. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at The Business Animal. You can find us online at TheBusinessAnimal.com. And pretty much anywhere that you can listen, there is a way that you can rate, you can review, you can follow, you su- can subscribe. It depends on where you're listening. But all of those things help us get our message, our episodes out to other entrepreneurs. And we would just love your support in that way. Thank you so much. We hope you guys are having a good one today. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Business Animal. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. And if you learned something today, leave us a
0: review. To learn more, find us at thebusinessanimal.com. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time, keep your business well-trained with
1: The Business Animal.